As we read what is coming in the end times, we see the time will come that men will cast their silver and gold into the streets. It will be virtually worthless to them. How can this be? How can this be? Let's talk about that. Ezekiel chapter 7 verse 19. Here's a prophecy concerning the end times. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity." How can this be? How did how could coronavirus be? That was the most amazing thing I've seen so far. That it could shut down the whole world. Who could who would have ever thought the time would come that businesses would be closed in New York City? Who would have ever thought that? And yet we saw it. We watched it happen. Something bigger than that is coming. In the end times, the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Here's how you know where we are in time. Here's how you know when Jesus is on his way. The sun will go dark in the middle of the day. The moon will not shine. The stars will fall and not shine. The powers of heaven will be shaken and then... They will see the sign of the Son of Man coming through the air. First, the powers of heaven will be shaken. Prior to that, the churches had to fall away from Scripture. That's already happened. The Apostle Paul told that had to happen before Jesus came, but that's already happened. We've already seen that, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. There would be a falling away from Scripture in the churches. So we're past that. It's already happened. What's next? The next thing is the powers of heaven to be shaken. Luke 21, verse 11. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines, and pestilences, coronavirus, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. We definitely have seen earthquakes in diverse places and famines and pestilences. But there's something coming we haven't seen before. In the middle of the day, the sun is going to go dark. It'll be completely black. It will be black with the moon. If you're in another part of the world when this happens, the moon won't shine. The stars won't shine. It'll be total darkness. Verse 25, Luke chapter 21. Jesus says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Now the prophets, the old time prophets uh, such as Joel said, the earth will go, the moon will go dark. It will be dark. Jesus says, 
There will be signs in the sun and in the moon. It'll go dark. And upon the earth, distress of nations. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. The real key is the sun going dark. No man can cause that to happen. That will be God. And we will know when that sun goes dark, if we're on the earth and still alive and on this earth and we see it, we will know the next thing will be Jesus coming through the air. So how should we live between now and the time the sun turns dark in the middle of the day and the powers of heaven are shaken? How should we live? How does money fit into these things? Well, the first thing I want to say is if you live in debt, you live in a worldly way. Now, you identify yourself as a Christian, but you are living in the way of the world. So when the world is injured, you're going to be injured. Hasn't coronavirus shown you that? If you were in debt, didn't you worry more than those people who aren't in debt? So this tells you the first thing to do between now and the time the sun grows dark is downsize as quickly as possible. Get out of debt before Jesus returns and begin right now using this world without abusing this world. You can buy things, but when you go in debt to buy the things, you're living the way of the world and you're really abusing it. What happens if you die before the debt's paid? How do you appear at the judgment seat of Christ? That's what's really important. Where you answer to God for what you do here. You may think, if you die, will you escape your debts? If you die with owing debts, you, ju you are judged at the judgment seat of Christ for that which you've done down here on this earth, as you call yourself a Christian. No, it's not an escape for you. It's a judgment for you. So get out of debt as soon as you possibly can. Downsize. Live within your means. Don't live the way of the world. Here is the way we should be living. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. You say you don't love money? Did you ever take a job in order to get more money? You love money. If you're in debt, you've got to be loving money because you're in debt. Debt itself fosters the love of money. 
for the love of money is the root of all evil. It's the root of all those decisions that aren't the best thing for you, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the truth. They've taken wrong jobs. They hate the job they're in, but they do it for the money. Don't, is that you? Is that what you are doing? You've got to change your way of life fast. Or you're going to go down with this world. You're going to be finding that your decisions you're making are based on money, not on the will of God. But they that will be rich fall into a temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred from the truth from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows but thou o man of god flee these things and follow after righteousness godliness faith love patience meekness fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, let's pause there just a minute. How do you even start it? Pray. God, please give me wisdom on how to get out of debt. Take James 1.5 and keep it before you day and night until you can really do it, praying in faith knowing that God will give you wisdom when you ask for wisdom. He will show you step by step how to get out of that debt. When you pray for wisdom, when you follow the scriptures, when you want to get out of debt. Now verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. Uncertain riches, we just saw it and are seeing it in coronavirus. Shops that shut down, many businesses will never come back from what we have seen in 2020. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. So first, you have got to face the way you're living. If you are in debt, you're in trouble. If you're totally out of debt, you can live in a much more peaceful way. But you still are going to be following scriptures rather than letting money make your decisions in the way to act. You're going to be following scriptures following the Holy Spirit we're going to look in closing at the fall of Babylon I don't believe this is Babylon as we know the nation in the Mideast I believe it's more like New York City symbolic of a great city that's falling at the end for in the end the heaven and earth will be burned up and everything will be destroyed after the great tribulation. But there are 14 plagues of the great tribulation which happen first. It's going to be a very fearful time to come for those who are left on this earth. 
You may think, well, oh, I'm a Christian. I'll be taken out before the Great Tribulation. Well, you may or you may not. If you are living in peace without spot and blameless, as Peter said to do, to be found when Jesus returns in peace without spot and blameless, you have a good chance of being taken out before the Great Tribulation. But if you are living in debt, if you are fearful, if you are following false doctrines at church, and there are many false doctrines at church, such as allowing men to marry divorced women. It's a, it, that's, that is, if that's being allowed at your church, you're following a false doctrine. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 32 to straighten out your doctrine. If you are a divorced woman and you're remarrying, thinking you're okay, saying the blood of Jesus has covered it, you can remarry. You better look at what Paul told the New Testament church in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 10 and 11. This he said is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband. There are so many false doctrines out there today on the subject of marriage, divorce, remarriage. Another serious thing is homosexuals and lesbians. If you look at Romans chapter 1, you will see that God calls this vile affections, verse 26. All, everybody can be freed from their sin if they'll follow God, if they'll follow the scriptures. But you can't be freed from your sin by following a church and false doctrine. You can only be freed from your sin by following the Holy Bible, the New Testament. When the woman was taken in adultery, Jesus said, Go and sin no more. Yes, you're free from your sin through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. But you can't willfully go back to that sin and live the way you lived before. That will not work. You will be destroyed that way. Okay, let's look at this great city that's going to be destroyed in the end times. They're calling it Babylon. But I know it is like New York City, San Francisco, Paris, London, all the other great cities of the world. I think coronavirus helps us to see how the whole world can be affected at the end. Revelation 18, and after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. 
And I say once again, get out of debt if you call yourself a Christian. That's the way of the world. You will go down with the world if you live in the way of the world. Verse 5 of Revelation 18, For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament over her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Standing off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. I thought coronavirus came fast. But this is going to happen in one hour. This great city is going to be destroyed. Verse 11, And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. Now we saw a, a glimpse of that in coronavirus, but it's nothing compared to what we're going to see. If we're still living on the earth, when this happens. Verse 12, The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all fine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and of iron and of marble and cinnamon, and odors, and ointments, and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beast, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and the soul of men. And the fruits of that soul lusted after are departed from thee. And all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. At that time, there will no be no more opening of businesses, period. It will be the threshold of the end of the earth where God destroys the heaven and the earth by fire. For there is a new heaven and a new earth where the righteous, the godly, the people of God are taken. Verse 15, the merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches is come to naught. And every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by the sea stood afar off and cried, 
when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their head and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour is she made desolate. Verse 20, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets. For God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and of trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries all nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. That is what's coming. If you want to know more about this, you can read Revelation chapter 8 through chapter 16. Revelation chapter 8 through chapter 16 there are 14 plagues from God that are coming on the earth during the Great Tribulation. And in the end, the heaven and earth is destroyed by God by fire. The heavens are burned up. They roll together as a scroll. In a loud noise, they disappear. The earth is on fire and burned up. It is both completely destroyed. And Jesus says in Luke 21, the heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So your trust has to be in Jesus' words, which are the Word of God, the Holy Scripture, the New Testament Bible. And if your trust is in anything else and you're looking at anything else, you will go down with the world, though you call yourself a Christian. So now is the time for you to make some serious changes to your life and pay attention to individual scriptures daily and follow those individual scriptures daily and get out of debt if you have time before this happens. This is Joan Boney speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.